Hello and uh, welcome to Drunken Science. Hi. Hello, Gav. Hi. How are you doing? All right. And you? I'm doing fine. Cool. Today we're going to be talking about cool. Cool. Yes, exactly. Right. We're going to be talking about cool uh, cryogenics, specifically. Oh, and what's that the study of, Gav? It is the study of what happens to materials at really low temperatures, which is essentially at the heart of the idea of freezing the human body in order to thaw it out later and revive it. Uh, the the technique of this actual process is called cryonics, which has been performed today. Although at present there's a lot of people that can't see a way where we can possibly revive a frozen body. But, but science moves on and hopefully in the future we will be able to do this. The first person that was ever put in cryosuspension was uh, Dr. James Bedford in 1967. Are you still around the Thanks for that. 1967. Mm -hmm. Is he still there? Uh, yes. Cool. Uh, whilst we're on that subject, uh, moving on to Walt Disney, he died on the 15th of December 1966, before the first guy that was ever put in cryonic suspension. Walt Disney was actually cremated on the 17th of December. Which is quite the opposite of vitrification. <laughs> he was not put in cryonic suspension. Interesting. The so this very, is just this is a uh, very this is urban myth. Yes, one of the most popular, often misused, incorrect ones. There's a a rabbit kidney was actually vitrified to minus 135 degrees and successfully transplanted back into a rabbit in 2005. How is that rabbit doing now? Uh, I had it in a stew. <laughs> it was very tasty. Was it not a bit you rude also had it as well. How did you like it? I didn't tell you. Oh. It was. A, I told you it was a chicken curry. Everything we eat is chicken curry, so how do we know? But this one was actually a rabbit curry. The most famous uh, person to undergo cryonic suspension, particularly in the US anyway, is uh, the baseball player Ted Williams. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither do I. And uh, more recently, uh, Larry King. We all know Larry King, don't we? I know who Larry King is. Yes, we, we all know that. He's, uh, he said a couple of years ago that he wants to be frozen so that they can bring him back from whatever he died of. What? Painting his bald spot? No, he, he's going to be dying from uh, head exploding. What happens if he dies from freezing to death? Some lower vertebrates, uh, they can uh, freeze and uh, rethaw themselves at... They're, they're very careful about where ice is allowed to form in their body. And they can only do it between about minus 15 and 20 degrees C. They've got antifreeze in their bodies, which they localise to areas that are sensitive, such as organs and things like that. You know you say they've got antifreeze in their bodies? Yes. Does that mean they're alcoholics? No. Okay. It means they've got antifreeze in their bodies. So basically, ice uh, forms in the cell, uh, a layer of water sort of then forms on the outside of the ice, and then freezes, and it builds up and builds up, and eventually sort of the cell bursts due to the expansion of ice. But it's not just because of the expansion of ice, 
the the cell generally has a, a lipid layer on the outside of it, which becomes visage, rigid at cold temperatures. Uh, and for for people who don't know, what's a lipid layer? It's a fat layer, if you like. Okay. Which generally becomes uh, rigid at cold temperatures and not as elastic. So it cannot expand with the expanding ice and thus bursts. I mean, there's other processes involved, it gets a bit more technical. Generally, that's about what happens. Uh, the, some of these creatures, they, control, they can control the amount of water that goes in and out of their cells. So this process of freezing inside their cells can be halted, which keep them alive. We have some degree of control of this, but nowhere near enough the levels required to keep us alive at these. So uh, tell us about cryonics with humans. I will do just that now. Uh, the idea behind cryonics is that if someone's dying from an incurable disease or something, uh, we can freeze the body and then we can revive them in the future when there's technology available. When there's what? Technology. <laughs> no, there's technology available to cure this of the said disease. Uh, this is called cryonic suspension. It's a bit like when sort of people fall into a freezing lake and they revive like an hour later, because the very low temperatures that they're subjected to it slows down their metabolism and everything and their brain functions to a point where they need almost no oxygen, so, so they can survive a lot longer. So like Captain America. Yeah. Okay. So it's all it's, it's science in comics. <laughs> Which is similar to how we keep uh, organs alive these days. We can generally keep them alive two days, approximately, something like that, at about four degrees, for when we're trans transplanting them between patients and things like that, without much damage. With uh, with full body cryonic suspension, though, you have to be pronounced legally dead to be able to undergo the process. Legal death is different to total death, in that you only need your heart to have stopped beating but still maintain basic brain functions. So you so, so may like be able to it. be revived now, being legally dead still, though? Yes. Uh -huh. Well, providing you can uh, revive a body whole without being damaged. And even if you're revived in way in the future, you could still be brain damaged, I would imagine. But maybe they can cure that as well. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Oh, so so I could like undergo this and, and come out of the future and uh, you might have finished the podcast by then. Yeah, probably not. You might just catch the end of it. <laughs> I mean, the whole drunken time travel podcast. Not just this one. <laughs> I'm not that optimistic. <laughs> That's been a bit awkward. <laughs> Yes, uh, hopefully uh, in the future, that when you thought, we'll be able to be resuscitated because you still have the, the brain functions, still being legally dead, but your brain is still active. Yeah. So if you were to undergo this process, how much could you expect to pay? Um, 4 99 a decade. Well, possibly around about £600 a year. What's that in dollars? Uh, $700. Today's exchange rate ish. Right up. Something like that. This is what happens is when you pronounce dead, 
uh, a standby team uh, will stabilize your body and supply your brain with uh, blood and oxygen while they transport you to the facility. And then you will undergo a process called uh, vitrification, which is transformation into a glass. So, so they change you into a glass? Yes. Do they then pour beer into you or something? No. Okay. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would not want to drink out of that glass. But <laughs> <laughs> mm. <clears throat> no, but the process of uh, of freezing somebody past the sort of freezing point without creating ice crystals and stuff like that, you, you transform into like a glassy state where you become like a brittle solid. Right. But not actually frozen. Just really cold. So liquid nitrogen would just freeze the water in your cells and then the water would expand. Instead, what they do is water is removed from your body and replaced with what they call a cryoprotectant, which at the minute is like a glycerol-based mixture, which works like an antifreeze and stops ice forming inside your cell. So they replace the, the water in your cells with this. Right. So ice can't form and expand and sort of burst your spells. Spells. Cells again. That's what's called vitrification. You are put on a bed of dry ice, dry ice and cooled to around minus 130 degrees. This is when organic matter stops being liquid and becomes solid and all biological processes effectively stops. You are then placed in liquid nitrogen and cooled to around minus 196 degrees. Centigrade. Yes. Okay. Not far. One problem with this is that while it doesn't become subject to damage from the formation of ice, there are other stresses at this temperature. Substances want to contract, and being in a brittle glass-like state, that's not good, and the tissue fractures. But this still preserves the neurological state of your brain, and uh, careful yo-yoing of the temperature just sort of like. Just gently up and down, gently, as you go further and further down, has been found to prevent this fracturing quite a bit, allowing the solution to regulate its temperature better, relieving the stress. So a lot of the early ones are a lot of uh, fractured brains. Why don't they just uh, preserve your head, like in Futurama? They do. Oh. They do offer that uh, option. I mean, uh, preserving your full body can cost like around between $33,000 to $200,000, depending on your package. Or if you just want to preserve your brain, which is called uh, neurosuspension, uh, which electromagnetic microscopic studies of preserved brains have shown that connections still exist. Uh, just to let you know, in case you're considering. Uh, Cryonic suspension. Uh, multiple bodies uh, and heads are generally stored in the same container. Oh, I wouldn't want that. Hung upside down as well. Up to about five heads and four bodies in the oh, same I wouldn't want to be other people. Sorry, you're what going to have to have a party. What happens if their dicks? What happens if somebody's dick falls off? Yeah. Which uh, is going to happen at that yeah. temperature. Uh, and lands in your eye. Well, or, or, or your mouth. Or your mouth. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You're dead. No. 
Your dad and you're sucking on someone's though. Well. It can happen. <laughs> I guess. Or frozen spiders climbing your ears. Well, there's some uh, nifty spiders. Well, they're not very nifty, that's the point. But they are fucking climbing your ears. Well, they do, but very slowly. But anyway, enough about the spiders. <laughs> the main problem with cryonic suspension is the freeze and thawing process of such a complex structure. Thawing is harder than the freezing part, with uh, ice crystals more likely to form whilst thawing. Gen- uh, we've done this a lot with sperm and egg cells, but they're generally a lot easier due to the simple structure. Spider eggs? Spider eggs, yeah. Okay. Very easy. Cool. A lot tastier than chicken eggs as well. You need Do they a taste like chicken? No. You need a lot more though to put on toast or something. <laughs> So we're hoping in the future to use some like nanotechnology to repair damaged cells from this process and possibly diseases and aging. And uh, some people are suggesting we could successfully thaw someone by uh, 2040. What's starting now? Hmm? No. No. By 2040 we'll have the technology to possibly thaw someone out is what they recommend. Well, there you go. There's uh, a few facts on uh, cryonics and cryogenics. Interesting, if true. It's true. Okay, interesting. So, so is it something no. you'd like to do? Huh? Would you like to be frozen to to wake up in the year twenty two sixty eight? Ah, fuck it. Dun, why dun, not? Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah dun, why not? I love it. Dun. Is that what you were trying to sing with the Doctor Who theme, the uh, Buck Rogers theme? No, I was trying to sing the Doctor Who theme. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe in no, the year twenty two sixty eight, you'll remember. It always comes out of Star Trek. Super twist. Super twist. 